And also it's just being sensitive, my team and what we post on our platform, posting a, you know, we had a couple great articles that, um, that we've written up and what we were scheduled to post and knowing that we go back and read them right before they're about to be published. And we're like, "Hmm, this may not be the best thing to put out there right now. So I think it's important in your messaging, but also in just, in just the way that you present yourself to the public. I mean, there are more people on their phones right now than probably ever during the workday. And what they come across, even if you post it and then you think twice about it 10 minutes later, it may be too late. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Rogue Podcast. My name is Brian Fitton, and this is the podcast dedicated to doing marketing differently. That means serving first, giving value uh, before we're ever asking for a sale. So make sure that you're serving your audience. And so we love to do marketing differently around here. And we love to have awesome people on our show that are doing things really cool in the marketing space. And so uh, I have my co-host with me, Miss Lauren Lewis. Hey, what's up, Lauren? Hey. And we have the awesome Courtney Martin with us from Tesla. How's it going, Courtney? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we were talking kind of before we started recording that uh, we had actually planned to do an interview on site with you guys before the whole coronavirus COVID-19 thing happened. So we're doing it remotely now, which is even better, right? Yeah, I mean, it's great. I I can still see y'all, so I think it's good. I'm like a really in-person kind of person. I like to talk and do all of those things. So I think that it's great that we can still connect in a virtual space. Oh yeah, absolutely. Technology at its at its finest. I think probably Zoom, their their business has been booming right now, which makes sense. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we're going to jump into what Courtney's doing at Tesla and kind of the marketing efforts when it comes to like a SaaS business and, and the global efforts that they're that they're doing in the marketing space. So it's it's a lot of good info. We've we've talked with them before. I'm really excited to kind of dive into that topic. But before we do, Lauren, we like to start off with something fun. What's that? We like to start off our episodes with what are you obsessed with this week? Mm, what are you obsessed with this week? So, uh, Courtney, we're going to default to you. What are you obsessed with this week now, now that you're living in kind of house arrest, you know? Yeah. So I've been at home for, um, a little over two weeks now and I'm here by myself. My husband has to still go to work. He keeps the trucks on the road, the semi trucks on the road. So I'm here all by myself with my cat and my dog. (laughs) Um, so it could be a blessing and a curse at the same time, but I'm definitely enjoying binge watching all of the shows. Um, I recently got into Big Little Lies based on the book. Um, it's a show on HBO with um, Reese Witherspoon. Been loving that for sure. Um, I was ma- making some masks for my husband's coworkers out of fabric over the weekend, and I started rewatching Gossip Girl for like the fourth time. <laughs> so I was just like kind of just binge watching all the shows at this point. <laughs> That's awesome. You definitely need that show where if you're doing something, some task oriented where it's just kind of playing in the background, you already know where it's going. Yeah. I, yeah. I love those. Types. Mine's usually parks and rec or the office or even like burn notice or something like that, where it's like, I've already watched this, this whole series like five different times. So I know every <laughs> single thing that's happening. That That's awesome. So I'm, I'm interested big little lies. Cause I've seen that pop up, but I don't know anything about it. So you recommend getting it. I haven't read the books or anything, so I don't know, know nothing about it. What's a, is it good? 
I didn't, I didn't read the books either. So I think you're totally okay if you didn't read the books. Um, I've read one of her, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, but um, I've read one of her books, but it wasn't based on this series. So it's really good. Um, kind of, it starts out as like a murder scene, basically. And just kind of the whole storyline, it tells you that somebody dies at the beginning, but it doesn't tell you who that person is. And uh, so you're, the whole first season is like leading up to how this person was murdered, basically. Wow. So okay. it's just a really interesting storyline. And so there's two seasons out on HBO. And I accidentally, I was watching it on my cable provider on my app and they list all of their, you know how Netflix lists all of the episodes, like one, two, three, four, five, like all the way down. Well, Cox lists them backwards. Wow. And so it's five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. And so I went into the second season, automatically clicked on the first episode. It was the last episode of the second season. Oh. And I was like 30 minutes of it before I realized that I was like missing the whole season. I was like, oh no. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so anyways, it still left a cliffhanger at the end. I came back, I paused it, went and watched the other ones and came back to it. It was still fine, but it was just really funny. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm always terrified of doing that. So I hate that, that happened to you. Oh. So it's Lauren. Like a peripheral problem. Yeah, so. yeah, for real. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so lauren what are you obsessed with i feel like we're gonna are you gonna do a show too because i have a show i've got mm -hmm. some, oh yeah of course it's the covid just lockdown. i love it i love it what's yours <laughs> so for me um my husband and i have been wanting to try a show um it's called killing eve um and so it is um if you're a Grey's Anatomy fan, uh, the actress who played Christina, um, she is basically trying to hunt down a woman uh, assassin who is a true psychopath. Um, and it's like a dark comedy. It's super strange. Um, we've only done like a couple episodes, but it's it's interesting to be like on such a serious like topic, but also be like laughing and like enjoying it. But it's definitely like really interesting to like, because they're definitely going into like the psychology of like, this is what it would look like to have like a true psychopath walking among us. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that is intense. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so mine is kind of, we're all kind of in that same like genre a little bit. I mean, that mine is the cliche one. I, I have become obsessed with Tiger King oh my and gosh. poor Lauren. Oh. I've talked about it so much. Um, it was one of those things I saw a little bit of the hype and I, I was like, man, I just don't want to watch this. And then I got into one episode and then binged them all until like the last one. And I had to wait because it was like 1 a.m. And I was like, OK, I've got to stop. Like we have to stop watching. And so anyway, so then I watched the final one. But the memes are hilarious. Everything about the show is just insanity. And so I have just enjoyed Tiger King so much. Just so much. It's just so it's so insane. And the fact that it's in Oklahoma, so it's like right next to us. That's and I true. was like, I know, like, legit, I'm sure I have some family in Oklahoma. I'm sure that they're somewhat similar to that. Like, they are just crazy. They're so, I mean, they're just like, they live their life and they don't care. And I love that about them. But there's also like just that stigma of some of those Oklahoma people. And there's some Arkansas people like that too. So, sure. Can't talk too yeah. much about that. <laughs> I saw a meme that had like, it was, I think it was from Mean Girls, like a picture from Mean Girls, and it had the guy with his hoodie like pulled up, like cinched in on his face. And it was like Oklahomans be like, 
and then like had his his face like all <laughs> yeah there's all there's the uh, the memes too it's like i live in oklahoma which is like oklahoma city all the skyscrapers and stuff not oklahoma and it shows a picture of of uh, joe exotic at the bottom it's like there is a difference in some places <laughs> mm-hmm. in oklahoma <laughs> Very much so. Oh, my goodness. All right. So we uh, always enjoy doing that, and that's always fun because we are, you know, everything changes constantly. Lauren, if you listen to our show, we know that what you're obsessed with that week, it constantly changes. And so if you have an idea of something that you are loving this week, make sure you reach out on social media. We'd love to see that. Uh, Put it in the comments because we love finding new shows, finding new books, new you know technology, whatever it is. So let us know about that. But we're going to go ahead and jump into the content today. And first off, though, hey, Courtney, tell us a little bit, a little bit about Tesla and what you guys do exactly. Just a little bit about your role as well. Okay, sure. Yeah. So um, Tesla Software is a financial technology company. Also, you hear it called FinTech, um, founded by bankers, and we provide community financial institutions with business processes and data they need to succeed. So Tesla, our platform, it's also, Tesla is also called, our, uh, is also named after our platform. And it integrates systems, centralizes the data for the banks, and boosts their efficiencies to optimize their profits, and just basically create more meaningful customer interactions for those bankers. So that's kind of just like a little snippet of what Tesla <laughs> software does. Um, that was like on point too, by the way. Director. That was like, really, that said, that was just on point. Mm -hmm. That was so good. That was like a very (laughs) great explanation. I was like, man, that's good. Good stuff. It can be a little bit confusing, but I think, and I think when you talk about fintechs, that can mean a lot of different things for different organizations. So um, I think honing in on what we do um, is really important to establish our brand and our business. Oh, absolutely. So, um, but I'm their director of marketing. Um, Basically what that means is that I handle all of their external communications So I manage our website, our social media platform, our blog, webinars, and any inbound marketing efforts are housed in um, my department. So um, that's kind of just what we, basically what we manage. Um, But we also do our, like any conferences that we go to and attend, I, we also manage those. And then I think with any job that you have anywhere, you also have those other duties as assigned. And so we all love those for sure. And I get a lot of those. So it's like, hey, do this and hey, do that. And so it's just, it's every day, it's a new, you walk into a new world sometimes. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Actually, we've seen, uh, so just on LinkedIn and stuff, you do a great job of, of photos and stuff of you guys and your team and what you guys are doing and a part of. Um, I always loved seeing, because uh, you guys recently went to a conference before everything kind of got shut down. Uh, I was in the yeah. conference circuit too, but what what was the uh, the last conference of banking, I believe, a banking conference, wasn't it? Yes. So it's ICBA Live. And so that is a conference that we've gone to for, I believe this was our second year to attend. And so we won the Banker's Choice Award in 2019 for the most impactful solution um, and at the last Banker's and um, ICBA conference. So this year was a little bit different coming into it, not having that award like, you know, in our pocket. But um, we still got to connect with a lot of different community banks and showcase our platform, be able to connect with people in person and show them what we can really do. We had a big 55 inch screen TV with 
Tesla are on it, showing them, you know, this is what we can do. And we can change the way that you do X, Y, and Z for your bank and all those types of things. So, you know, making cold calls, which is a lot of what our account executives do to be able to connect with bankers, that works sometimes, but it's also really great to get in front of them and be like, here, this is what I can do for you. And they're like, whoa. And so it's just really impactful when you can be in front of them and connect with them that way. Yeah, absolutely. That's incredible. Yeah. And that's, um, I've seen too, I mean, especially with those conferences, you make any type of like in-person uh, meeting, you know, a meaningful relationship, an organic sometimes relationship because you see them around the conference in general. Um, and if you have a booth, it's obviously even better to be able to demo that software right in front of them. And they can see that. I mean, I've, I don't know how many conferences I've been to to see a product demo and then purchase because it's like a lot easier and you get to know the people of the company and you're like, yeah, I liked it. Like I like you. And so it, it then makes buying a product a lot easier too, which I mean, that's a big sell of a lot of conferences. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like even being able to connect with customers that you maybe have touched before, like that you've maybe had con connections with before through whatever it was, you know, maybe you made a cold call to them a year ago and they said, yeah, I might be interested but maybe not right now. And so then you see them at the conference and they're like, hey, I talked to you and our account executives are really great about remembering names and banks, even though there's so many of them across our, our country that they can just recognize them and be like, I know that I talked to you at some point, like you said you were interested in this and like they key up really fast to be able to remember what they what their needs were at that moment and see if that's still something that they're looking for yeah no that's huge that's awesome yeah that's uh I, so we work with a couple different companies that actually do live podcast recording at conferences um we've noticed that too where it's kind of like they'll be talking to them like yeah hey yeah we talked last year didn't we it's like hey yeah why don't you like sit down and and record with us and hang out and then all of a sudden you start that organic relationship and that's that's exactly it's so funny how that just kind of tees up you like plant those seed there like hey we were working with you guys before we offered it wasn't the best time you know maybe to buy but now seeing your faces seeing your product like man i, I love that about conferences and <laughs> lauren always kind of teases me because <laughs> i okay i have to I have to share this real quick there's a backpack called mm -hmm. Oh <laughs> she's already like this is the worst thing um and so she says uh yeah I, there's a backpack called pics and so it actually has options to put like your logo and stuff on the back of the uh the backpack itself and uh so my uh my thought was i was like hey i can go to these conferences and i can put on this backpack and it has our logo and everything because i'm always going to conferences but what was your what was your reaction uh there to that lauren i mean you would be like the backpack guy <laughs> and i'm scared you would look like a sixth grader what? sixth cool. grader that's terrible backpack. that's terrible oh my goodness um no i would not it would be awesome and it would be eye-catching and would be part of the marketing efforts like courtney you would agree where right, if you saw somebody walking around with like a led flashing backpack that had the logo and stuff on the background i mean on the back oh, of for it sure. see for sure see thank you Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, all right. So, hey, 
you've already kind of talked a little bit about this, but you know, what does it look like for you guys who have kind of had to shift during this global pandemic, right? That we're going through right now. Um, what is it that Tesla are, what you, what are you guys doing specifically in your role of like still communicating with clients still as a, Hey, we're, we're still running a business, right? And we still have options to help you because banks aren't shut down. Um, and if any time it's like, and now is a time for them to kind of take a pause and like, whatever, what are we doing next? You know? Um, but what are you guys doing to kind of keep that train moving, making sure that you're serving your audience, um, and still making those connections? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that for businesses just in general, it's really important for you to know who you're marketing towards and know who that customer base is. Um, and also just know that during this time that your audience might not be as wide as you're accustomed to during something like this. So these are super crazy times that we're in. And like you said, you have to be there to connect with your customers and to support them. So not only are we right now in this, in this, economy right now that we're in, we're not just trying to establish new business, we're just trying to build more of a foundation or more stepping stones to the relationships of the clients that we currently have and making sure that they have everything that they need to support their customers. Yeah, so um, really just beefing up that support and offering any anything that we possibly can to be able to allow them to, to service their customers in the best way. So they're trying, they're coming up with creative solutions just like we are to be able to service their customers. A lot of them have closed down their lobbies. They're not assisting customers inside or maybe by appointment only and things like that. They can't get the documents that they need from customers. So right now, what we're really doing to help our current customers and all community banks across the country is we're offering some free features to help banks even more with their processes of going digital. So this is, like I said, not only for our current clients, but all community banks. So we're offering a free module that allows community banks to offer a secure way to upload their documents to their bank's website without setting foot inside of the bank. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah. So it's like, it's a great way for us to serve our financial institutions that we have as clients, but also a great way for them to serve their customers and to be able to kind of bridge that gap between them as well. So keeping everybody safe, um, but also secure document upload. I don't think anybody could say anything wrong about that. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. That's, uh, I, that's pretty cool to especially be kind of leading in that space. I mean, this is the time for technology to really shine. And so I know within the banking industry, I mean, there are so many people that are kind of you know, older or kind of lugging along, you know, like not wanting to change the processes and stuff. Um, it's really cool that you guys are saying, Hey, this is why you need us. You know, this is why we exist is because of times like this to make it, make it, make sure that your employees are safe and your, your uh, customers are safe, um, and be able to do this through electronic methods. I think that's, I think that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you couldn't you couldn't go wrong with anything like that. I think that most of us are just really flying by the seat of our pants sometimes <laughs> oh, <laughs> with yeah. hope that you land in a good place when it's all over. But you want to be able to look back on this knowing that you work so hard to do the right thing and support the ecosystem that you're currently in. You know, like you don't want to look back on this and just say, oh, I just sat on my tush and, you know, hope that it all works out. Like it's just, you have to step up and you have to do something now to help your, your customers, whatever, whoever they are, um, 
get through this time. And that's what's going to help you get through this time too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how has that kind of affected even your company culture? Obviously you're working from home, um, but you guys have that ability, right? But how has it kind of affected Tesla in general, like having to uh, kind of make the shift right now? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that it, it would be easier to say, how has it not <laughs> created any kind of shift? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that most businesses are, are really, you know, it's, I don't know if you could say that anybody's necessarily thriving, but more and more businesses are sending their team members home to wait this thing out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, some are fortunate enough to be able to go home and actually do the work that they do every day in the office, but some aren't, some, mm-hmm. some can't do that, especially in Northwest Arkansas. We've been seeing more and more of those, um, those stories come to the surface, but Tesla's team members have been working at home since March 16th or a little over two weeks at this point. Um, fortunately, the transition from our office to our homes has been relatively seamless um, from a business perspective. But some of my teammates may say, you know, like this has been a little bit more difficult on them, um, be it because they have children at home, they miss having the interactions in the office, or they just don't have the appropriate workspace in their home to be able to actually do productive work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, on the other hand, you know, it's like, I'm just here by myself. My husband's at work. I have my dog and my cat. The most exciting thing that happens to me is yesterday I was on a conference call and my cat kind of tearing it. If you guys have cats, like they have like the weirdest personality. She comes tearing into the room and like meows like the loudest meow and like goes crazy and comes running back out of the room, hits the wall and just like goes all the way across the house. It's like so crazy. So like, just like those types of things are things that have happened to me, but I think it's also really hard to be productive when you don't have anybody to bounce ideas off of and Mm. be able to have that creative space. Basically, some people might not necessarily think that their office um, houses a place to be creative, but I think that we all just become more inspired when we're around other people. Um, I was always of the mindset whenever I worked at other companies, I'm like, man, it'd be so great to work from home. Like can work in your PJs. Like it sounds really great. When you actually do it, you're like, Oh gosh, how do I do this? <laughs> like I miss being around other people. Like I need some other human contact here. Exactly. I posted something on Instagram the other day and I said, like on my personal Instagram, I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure that I haven't worn makeup in over a week. I haven't worn real pants in over a week and I haven't worn or and I haven't had any human contact with anybody outside of my husband. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Know, so we've uh, crazy. we've talked about that too. I mean, being able to work working remotely is definitely different as it's, it's changing, but I think there's some more grace in this time for like like I have preschoolers so at any time anybody could walk in at, you know, when we're when I'm when we're doing conference calls or whatever else and so it's kind of funny being able to see that in the real life of other people, but also I mean you kind of hit on like being creative in that space too. It's like having to separate your home from your work environment. And if the couch is the same place or like an extra bedroom or something like that is the same place, a lot of times it's hard to turn off going to work with, okay, now I'm off work and now I'm relaxing. So I know, Lauren, you talk about it because you've you've worked remotely for for a couple of different businesses. What is that kind of like for you to kind of shift through that? I mean, it's really hard. (laughs) (laughs) I work at all kinds of hours. 
And for me, it can be really difficult to shift um, specifically because I don't work normal hours. Um, but I think it's just setting the appropriate boundaries that like, for instance, my husband and I on Tuesday nights, like I do not work. And so um, we just know that. And when that's the boundary that we've set and that tends to work. Um, but I think it's also having the particular space um, you know, I did set up an office space of makeshift of some kind, and that's where I work. And when I step away, it's it's time to take a break. Um, and that tends to help. But I know for each person, it's completely different. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, so Courtney, on this, this, uh, you know, talking about messaging and, and your outbound uh, marketing efforts that you guys are doing, has your messaging changed at all to kind of adapt to what's going on right now? Have you kind of shifted in, in specifically in the messaging, you know, on social or, or whatever platforms you guys are using? Are you kind of, um, I, and I say this because it's like not being empathetic of the situation, but you know, what, what has kind of, have you guys changed at all, I guess, in, in that aspect? Oh, definitely. For sure. I mean, not just in the space of, you know, social media, but also just in our efforts of what our account executives and our um, BDRs do every day. I mean, it's changed so much just in the last two weeks. I mean, and it's really important that we are sensitive to our customers and what they might be experiencing right now. Um, so starting a new calling campaign for our account executives or BDRs is probably not something that we want to start doing right now. Um, there's actually been a lot of online talk about how companies, particularly financial institutions, are very much against businesses calling them right now and trying to make a sales pitch. Wow. And so we really don't want to be those people. We don't want to um, have something that we do right now be so insensitive and to seem and come across so unaware that it might affect the way that those businesses or those banks look at us going forward. And they may decide not to use us because, oh, well, that's the company that did X, Y, and Z during COVID-19 or what, you know, whatever it may be. So um, that's kind of just kind of how we're navigating through this is just trying to be sensitive, reaching out to people that we may have already had talks with before and trying to kind of build on that and just seeing if there's anything that we can offer them then um, in the meantime, maybe not signing a full contract to offer, you know, full Tesla. It's that free product that we're offering right now of Tesla Unite to banks and seeing if that we can get them started with that so that that will set them up for the future. Um, but, you know, like I said, I'm starting a new calling campaign right now probably isn't the best bet. But if you are like any business or what Tesla is doing hopefully soon once things calm down a little bit is that we can start calling banks that maybe weren't as warm of a lead before and offering that particular product of Tesla Unite so that they know that we're uh, that it's available. Mm -hmm. We're putting it out on all of those types of medias that we can. Um, we have it advertised on Forbes.com. They were doing a whole thing on FinTech and what they were doing for community banks. And so we put it out there um, going out on a couple different websites, but that may not reach everyone. So we're looking into the possibility of doing a calling effort to offer this particular product, but knowing that we're not looking for any type of monetary compensation for it. It's totally free. Just want to make them aware that it's available. Um, but also just trying to look at the way that we're doing business right now as a human being and not necessarily as a business. And so just having that compassion towards those community bankers that we're reaching out to is really important. Um, and just being aware of the surroundings and just knowing what's right to say and what's not right to say at this time 
and then just asking them how they are, you know, what, how's it going? What can I do to help those types of things? Yeah, no, I, I think you hit on a very important point there. And that was basically, you know, acting as human beings. Um, but then also you don't want to be known as the company who took advantage of a situation. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to be the ambulance chaser as an attorney who's finding everybody who just got hurt and trying to, you know, get their business. And so Lauren and I have actually talked about that. It's kind of like, how can you balance that? Because you still want to serve, you still want to be there because there are people who need your product, right? Mm -hmm. Um, How do you find them in a way that's, that is not sleazy. You know what I mean? Um, exactly. and so I think that you guys are doing a phenomenal work in that area of, of being aware of that. Cause there are a lot of companies that are not aware of that right now. So kudos to you guys for kind of sticking that out and, and, and putting some processes in place with that. Yeah, we've definitely been talking as a sales and marketing team of what the right thing to do is and the wrong thing. And I think we've definitely established those rules going forward. And also it's just being sensitive, my team and what we post on our platform Posting a, you know, we had a couple great articles that um, that we've written up and what we were scheduled to post and knowing that we go back and read them right before they're about to be published and we're like, mm, this may not be the best thing to put out there right now. So I think it's important in your messaging, but also in just in just the way that you present yourself to the public. I mean, there are more people on their phones right now than probably ever during the workday mm-hmm. and what they come across even if you post it and then you're think twice about it 10 minutes later, it may be too late. People may have already seen it. Um, and so you could have damaged your business by that point too. So just being sensitive in all forms of communication to your clients or potential clients. Yeah, no, that's, that's fantastic. Um, that actually, any, you kind of may have even answered this question, but any tips or advice to uh, companies who are kind of going through this right now? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, so for, from what our team is doing right now, I mean, a lot of our calling efforts have been ceased and things like that. But what we're doing as a team um, is just taking the time to fine tune and refresh our resources. So I think that that's a, this is a really great time for you to do that. Um, we're looking on building and improving our online presence at all, at, at all points. So we're looking at implementing some new and, and much needed updates to our website, freshening up our logos, our banners on social media, creating one-page documents for modules that we don't already um, have out there, and just looking out there at our online directories that we're on and making sure all of the information is updated. Just like even some simple things like that, just some tasks that are always in your mind, always in the back of your head, but you never have time to go up and do. Um, but we're also using this time to build and enhance our skills on things that we may want to learn more about in the marketing space or just in general. Um, so I'm taking some time to watch some Skillshare videos. I, we're subscribers to Skillshare, totally love it. Um, so just taking some time to read and watch over some of those things. I'm honing in on my skills on Adobe Illustrator. I would really like to get into the video editing space. Um, and then we're, um, doing some testing with some Google AdWords as well. So just doing some experimenting there. But I also think that it's okay for businesses if you do feel like you have that product or service that will be beneficial to your community or to your clients, that it's okay to spend a little bit, bit of extra money on paid advertising to be able to reach those customers that you may not have been able to reach before or because they can't see you in person or whatever it may be. Um, I think that that's okay. But I think the biggest tip of all is really just to be creative and to just take your business 
and figure out what you need to do to make it work at this time. Because really, we don't know how long this is going to last, how long we're all going to be kind of stuck in this, I mean, rut. I mean, it doesn't have to be a rut for you, but it, it could be if you just sit back and watch it all go by. So I was really impressed by a local business that I frequent um, as a beauty salon that I go out to get my hair cut, my eyebrows waxed, facials, the whole nine yards, like whatever you need, they offer it. But how do you how do you sell that type of product at this point in time? You can't go to the to their salon because they've been shopping them do. It's it's super easy and they've they've just never done it is do Instagram and Facebook videos, free tutorials for their customers that follow them. But at the same time, they're Packaging up products that you can do these facials that they, they've promoted themselves on. Packaging up these products to sell that they may have traditionally not done. Sell these products and deliver them to your doorstep. But they're also like softly encouraging others to share these videos and these tutorials while gaining their online presence at the same time. So it's, it was just, it's like so simple, but it's genius because it's so easy for them to do. They can sell and still make money. And so I think you just have to take the time to become creative mm. and figure out what works for your business at this time. Mm. That was fantastic. Gold. Fantastic. <laughs> Seriously, Courtney, bring in the heat. That was awesome. That was awesome. I just, you know, I, I think that this is a time that businesses could either drown or thrive. And you really just have to tactfully take advantage of tactfully leverage this crisis and figure out how you're going to build your business based on it and hopefully set yourself up for a successful future. This may be a way that you can continue to run your business in addition to the way that you do X, Y, and Z super well during normal times, you know? So I think you just have to sit down with your team and figure out what really works. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And I, that's, uh, that's definitely in the forefront of a lot of people's minds of how to be creative in that space. Um, and, and to survive. And I think even supporting we've, we're doing a giveaway right now for some local gift cards where it's just like nominate somebody yeah. who is, um, you know, a hardworking, like somebody in the medical field or, you know, a family in need or something like that, because we want, we want to support our local businesses, but also support the community. And so, um, if you are a local business, think of those creative ways to do that. Think of creative ways to still make sure you're serving your audience. And Courtney, that was, that was fantastic. That was so good. Hey, if uh, anybody wanted to like reach out to you to get, you know, have any questions or any kind of follow up, where can they uh, contact you and also follow Tesla? Yeah, sure. So we have all four um, major social media platforms for Tesla, um, just at Tesla software for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of those things. Um, I have all of those things too. If you wanted to reach out to me on those platforms, it's Courtney Martin. Um, but you can also email me at Courtney at teslarsoftware.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on today. Such good words of wisdom and uh, we appreciate it. And uh, make sure you guys go out there, follow Tesla and see all the things that they're doing. And if you are in the banking industry, uh, make sure that you reach out for a product demo and get connected with somebody on their staff as well. Um, so Final things, though, make sure that you guys are subscribing to this podcast. Make sure you recommend it to a friend. This was some amazing content, so make sure you guys are sharing this out um, and to uh, to help uh, all those that are in this space uh, to obviously do this well and do marketing differently. And so, anyway, thank you guys so much, and uh, we will see you next week.
All right, we have our rapid fire. Lauren, kick us off with our rapid fire questions. All right. What is your favorite sandwich? <laughs> you can, what My was favorite the, sandwich? Favorite sandwich. What's your favorite sandwich, Courtney? Guami and cheese. I can't go wrong. I've been eating it since second grade. Love it. Can't go. Just dry. Like salami and cheese. Like that's it. Salami Classic. and cheese. Oh my goodness. What about you, Lauren? Ruben. Ruben. Okay. Love it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to go with a grilled cheese with bacon. Oh. Yeah. I found that out like in high school when I was concocting all these different things to, uh, to eat. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. What's our next question, Lauren? What show have you been binging at home? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think Gossip Girl is for sure the one I've been binging right now. Um, I think I watched like on Sunday when I was making those face masks, I think I watched probably almost the entire season one, just like all day. I watched almost the whole season. I mean, I've already seen it before, like you said, as like background noise, but it's still so good. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. See, Lauren, we don't, we don't prepare these, these questions until we, I mean, after the I fact. Know. So, I mean, we, the, this is just all shows that we're talking about this, this whole episode. I know. This is good though. What about you, Lauren? Brooklyn 999. it's been really good Uh, I've really enjoyed it we watched um, my husband and I watched the first couple seasons a long time ago and in the middle apparently it just kind of went downhill but I feel like at the end it started to come back up and so I wanted to try it again and I've really enjoyed it it's it's super funny nice nice yeah uh, so mine actually because of Lauren I finished uh, let's see uh, True Detective Mm -hmm. season 3 Um, I also started Watchmen. I also watched um, the um, the Outsider, the Jason Bateman oh, yeah. thing on it. It's been like, like several like HBO things. I obviously watched Tiger King too, but yeah, the Outsider was like crazy, and I love anything connected to that kind of stuff. So anyway, <laughs> this is good for anybody who's like looking for recommendations for TV shows right now. Yes, we just oh, for sure we just laid it all out there. That's yeah. awesome. Awesome. Good job, Lauren. All right. Thanks. Listen, uh... Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. 